This is the Self-Help Place podcast, the show that provides real self-help for everyone. Created and hosted by Dan Dyson. Hello and welcome to the Self-Help Place podcast. This is episode 19 and today we're going to be talking about insecurities and more about the roadmap to overcoming those insecurities. So first of all, what are insecurities? An insecurity itself is a feeling of uncertainty or anxiety about oneself and just generally a lack of confidence about something. Now, every single person has them. It's all part of the quote-unquote human condition. We all have those things. We just don't particularly like as much as other aspects of ourselves and we feel a little bit lacking in confidence in those parts and it's perfectly okay to have them. The problem is when these insecurities get so strong that they start affecting our relationships and our general well-being. And this is not just to our friends and our families and partners, but also to ourselves as well. They are really massive limitations for us. Um, If you think about it, I mean, think about, you know, jobs or relationships you've been scared to get into because you're insecure about something. Um, they, they, They just become obstacles. And so today... I wanted to do this episode to really focus on how we can start overcoming those. So the first thing I think with insecurities is just basically what I touched on is that they're completely normal and it's pretty much guaranteed with the amount of people living on this planet, somebody is going to have, well I say somebody, loads, millions, hundreds of thousands of people are going to have the same insecurity as you, whether it be looks, you know, personality, or even just possessions. Everyone, some, Someone out there, and many people are out there, are going to be sharing those insecurities. So the first thing to realize is you're not alone. It's very easy to get caught up in your head and think, I'm like this and nobody else is. What's wrong with me? That's a very, very horrible way of thinking. And usually that's the beginnings of going down the, you know, the dark paths of being, you know, being depressed. Uh, or, or or leading towards that anyway. So first of all, just get rid of the taboo. It's it's okay, no matter how weird or strange or how you how quote unquote indiscussable you feel it is. Um, no matter how strange you feel your insecurity is, pretty much certain that someone's going to be sharing that. I mean, it's when we suffer with something, the chances are we we are not alone. And also, the second point I want to mention is. There will be you'll be surprised about how many people would actually if you told somebody an insecurity or something you're not happy about they were like yeah yeah well I'm not happy about this either they might not be even if it's not the exact same insecurity there'll be someone who shares the pain of insecurity with you and everybody does you know we all have those insecurities even and you often find the people who act the most confident quote-unquote are sometimes people who have the biggest insecurities they just try and act around them so why do we need to overcome them well again there, there comes a point where sometimes you will have insecurities and it's perfectly okay. You can still live a life, it's fine. But as I mentioned earlier, it's when it starts to affect your life and it stops you from fulfilling your potential. So I'm going to split this podcast today into two parts. Um, the first part is just as important as the second. The first part is the hurdles to co- overcoming insecurities. You know, why sometimes you'll find we stick with the same insecurities for years and why do we you know stick with them so long and it's not a willful thing we stick with them they i guess the better way of putting it is they stick to us why do we get so like worked up about our insecurities 
um, is because there, there are hurdles and or obstacles that are stopping us from really overcoming them. And then once that has been covered, we're then going to go into just specifically how you can work on them to just reduce them to a point of where, where you can actually, you know, exist and be happy with with you well coexist with your insecurities and realizing that everyone suffers from that as well or even eliminate insecurities that you feel is just uh, that wouldn't be eliminated otherwise the source i'm using today for this podcast is an absolutely excellent article i found by a site called zen habits and uh, they have a little roadmap as well so i'm combining my own experience of, of insecurity mixed with this uh, this article actually and I will link this in the podcast description you can have a read of it yourself so okay so the very very first thing to do and which is something I always say on every episode is start with yourself what are your insecurities and this is a tough one because it's not always easy to face yourself and realize what your insecurities are sometimes you can even lie to yourself about them without even knowing it sometimes you can almost compulsively lie to yourself about what you're insecure about and it's it's a weird I don't know I, I maybe it's sort of some sort of protection thing in our brains I don't really know but um it's important to look carefully and just even if it helps just to write it down just what what are you insecure about what what is it your looks is it some is it a particular part of your look that you're insecure about write all of that down and then just think about why am I insecure about that you know what is it you know if you if you have some kind of um disability or deformity or even if it's just a part of your body you don't like what is it what you know it's you got to realize your body's just made up of bone flesh and, and and blood like what is it specifically about that and then you start to realize for example let's say for example let's say you have you're insecure about your weight so th- deconstruct it you know you got to really you your mind likes to kind of make you believe all sorts of things it it, like I mentioned in some previous podcasts your mind likes the stimulation of you know going back and forth in your head and whether that's a good or a bad thing it's still it still enjoys going and doing that and it sounds a bit of a weird phrase to to say but have you ever noticed that sometimes you're dwelling on bad things or insecurities and you can't seem to stop yourself and you think well why am I in, why am I dwelling so much on that it's, it's kind of the mind's nature to dwell on things and just just have a bit of a a busy traffic lane in your head but um you have to break through that so with insecurity like let's say you're insecure about your weight and say it usually comes down to self-worth doesn't it like you, you look at you look at yourself in your mirror and you just go well I'm not worth you know, loving, I'm not worth being admired or having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm not worth any of that because I look this certain way. Think about where that comes from. That most likely comes from a societal point of view. You know, um, you see in magazines, men and women, men have six packs and huge bulging biceps and muscles and women have these, you know, size zero figures and all this. I mean, this is a very well-documented thing and it's, you know, we're all aware of it, but it's still happening. You know, this is, and it's almost like someone's gone, right, this is the set standard of beauty. This is what, to be like the top of the game in attractiveness, this is what you have to look like. But really think about that. I mean, there's lots of, this is a whole other topic, but just to briefly touch into it, you know, this is an unrealistic image, you know, like, you know, for, for males to have six packs and things like oh, and and women, men and women to have like six packs, it's it's a lot of work to do that. And your diet has to be spot on and, and things like that. And I remember seeing an interview with um what's his name from Marvel? The the guy who plays Captain America, Chris someone. Um 
Chris Evans, that's the one. I watched an interview with Chris Evans, and the you know the, the lady was kind of interviewing him and saying like, oh, so you were in, you were in great shape for the movie. Like, how how did you do it? What's your secret? And he, he was just so blunt about it. He just went, to be honest, it's just a lot of skinless chicken, broccoli every day, eating when I didn't want to eat. And he said at the end, you know what? If I don't know why, unless you're an actor working for like a movie or you are a bodybuilder, I don't know why anyone would put themselves through the work I did to get to that level. And the same thing was actually said in an interview with Hugh Jackman, actually, because Hugh Jackman had to be uh, a certain look, if you like. I say in shape, but again, the definition of in shape uh, changes quite a lot through history, uh, which I'll come on to in a moment. But when you look at Hugh Jackman, and, and um, he's had all sorts of different looks for his roles, and sp- uh, sp- specifically the movie Wolverine, he was, you know, quote-unquote ripped or jacked or whatever the word you want to call it. And then same thing, in the interview, they they said, oh, yeah, so uh, how do you get your shape? And everyone, because, you know, everyone admires to be that shape. Everyone wants to be looked up to in this amazing shape kind of thing. You know, it's part of an ego thing. And um, Hugh Jackman said the exact same thing, you know, the skinless chicken that tastes like nothing. And I was eating broccoli when I physically couldn't fit any more food in there. And then he said at the end, again, exactly like Chris Evans, he was like, I honestly do not know why anyone would do this unless it was for a job of some sort. So again, it's, it's, and my point with this is that it's unrealistic, but we create this little story in our heads that that is the look we need to get. And by all means, this is not, like dissing the fitness industry or, or people going in for fitness if that's what you want and that's what you're working towards and that's your hobby that's fine but there's a difference between having it as a hobby and actually enjoying it to being insecure about the slightest tiny roll of fat on your body you know there's a big difference and it's um you have to break it down and you have to break it down into like this so it's like so you really have to ask your mind okay mind I'm, I'm insecure about my weight what what would make you happy? And you go, well, I'd love to have this and that and the other. It's like, you have to ask yourself, do you really want that? Or do you just want to be in better shape where you could just have more confidence, you know? Because you don't, it's, it's well known, you know, in, in life, you don't have to have a six pack or anything to attract people at all. Like, I, you know, I, I have friends of all different sh- shapes and sizes, should I say, and they're all, um, you know, they all have insecurities, but they also have very happy relationships, have very happy friendships, and they are happy with themselves. It's it's not necessarily a look to change. It's more of a, you know, happy happiness with yourself. And it, it just comes from a lot of self-worth. So, so first step is to deconstruct what it is. You know, you have to realize if it's something like weight, you have to realize that there is an industry out there that works towards getting people to that level but it might not necessarily be the healthiest or even the most possible thing you know you think back in caveman days you think they all had ripped six packs you know it was i think i read somewhere as documented that they didn't actually they would they just had strong figures and aesthetics and fitness are two completely different things i remember doing a medical for a cruise ship job i did once and you know i i was exercising and stuff but i still had a, a few rolls on my body here and there so to speak and took my shirt off and I had to do for this medical I had to do the cardiogram which is where they put those um, pads on your chest to measure your heart rate I remember just sitting there thinking oh boy yeah I bet I'm really out of shape you know look at my look at my rolls of fat and then they go oh you're in perfect health Dan your blood pressure is perfect and your heart rate's really like I had something called athlete's heart or um, bradycardia or I can't remember what the word is but 
It's where your heart beats slower than normal. So my heart, resting heart rate was like 45, 50 beats per minute, which is very slow. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, do, do you not see what's in front of me? But my point is with that is I had the wrong idea of what fitness is. And I think a lot of people have. Like they see someone who's who's like, you know, uh, they see a girl in, in perfect shape and figure. They see a guy in perfect shape. But you don't know the what their actual health is you know there's 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 terrible terrible conditions like anorexia um, that affects people and you know they to your eyes you might oh they might look good but they might be struggling so much and there's conditions like bulimia you know the um the very serious mental illness actually you know there's there's so many things you don't know about people and their fitness and their health so again all comes around to deconstructing and it might not be necessarily be body it could be with partners you know you might be uh, you might have a problem, you know, issues with sexual performance, or you might have anxieties, or you might be, you know, you you might you might have all sorts of things in your head, and th- you just fear ridicule, I guess, because you and what does um, and ask yourself again, why? Why is it I fear ridicule with anything? And let's say all your friends have BMWs and you you can't afford one, so you have like a Nissan Micra or something, and it's not dissing any of those cars. That was just an example off the top of my head, but. But it all comes down to, if I don't have X, Y, and Z, then I am not worthy. I am not enough as I am for some reason. You have to really deconstruct. And and it takes time to really realize that it's ludicrous, really. But that doesn't, on its own, help you to overcome it, which is what I'm going to come on to. Other obstacles that get in our way when it comes to overcoming insecurity are things like Negative self-image, which is something I've touched on, but it's more to do with like negative self-talk. You know, when we go like, oh, I'm pathetic, I'm stupid, why couldn't I do this? And, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so pathetic. All this kind of negative self-talk. And why do we do it? Like, what what is it that makes us do that? Surely we, you know, surely we're worth more than that. But it, it just comes from that. You know, we, we let's say we have an insecurity about our intelligence and you might come across a problem that actually by anyone's standards in reality is quite hard to do but because you already have that insecurity in your head about your intelligence if you can't solve it your mind brings it up and go ah well you're stupid so you can't solve this so then you just kind of and strangely we do it to almost feel like we're going to feel better about it if you say i'm stupid it's like oh it's done then i don't have to like stress about it but what that does is that it dangerously reinforces the insecurity of being stupid then you start actually believing that you're stupid and you'll find way down the road someone goes oh wow you're really bright you're really smart you're like no I'm not like what are you talking about and then it's almost like you think they're stupid for the pointing out that you're intelligent because you believe so much that you have this lack of intelligence because it's based on insecurity and the problem with insecurity it doesn't care whether any facts are true or false it will just play on that and that's what I mean in previous episodes I mentioned again our minds do that. We like to scramble around in our brains and we like to, we like any any kind of activity in our minds, whether it's good or bad. We, we almost kind of weirdly enjoy just batting back and forth with it, but it puts us in terrible moods and it gets rid of our confidence and then we just don't go for things. So negative self-image. Also, there's things like, I mean, social media is something I've talked about quite a few times in this podcast with our regular guest, Dave Norris. It's Social media can be a catalyst for insecurity. You know, we see images of people we know who are, quote-unquote, more beautiful than we are, are doing more than we are. And the amount of insecurities that are reinforced by social media, if you let it, 
can just be devastating and you know it's it's perfectly okay and normal to take breaks from social media because sometimes it can just get a bit much you know so that's another thing be careful of social media um that can bring us like sometimes we might be on our way to like improving ourselves and we see social media and we see someone achieving what we think is more than those and then we go uh, okay you know there's no point me doing it then but this is the thing you don't know like um our regular guest dave norris mentioned something called a kayfabe which is where there's it's like a fake narrative that everyone's in on like in you know the wwf the world wrestling federation like everyone knows it's fake but we're all in on the joke and it's almost like and we treat it like it's a real thing but like no one directly says obviously to oppose it everyone says wrestling's fake but like those who watch it they know it's fake they just they just go unless you're you know unless you're a, a child uh, who's watching it like when i was a kid i used to think it was all real but then <laughs> you grow up a little bit and then you go okay but like all the adults who are there they're just in on it it's just what they do and of course the wrestlers are actors like Dwayne the rock the rock johnson he he's an actor you know so this is kayfabe on social media to be careful of um another thing which is quite a big one is needing approval you know it's it feels amazing to get approval when we get complimented when something someone points something out in us that we didn't even notice and we feel worthy we feel beautiful we feel happy we feel great but the problem is we need more of it it's like food it's like once we get that approval and we cling on to it oh we need more because if some people suddenly stop giving yourself approval we will be like oh okay so maybe i'm not that anymore and we start to get in our heads again oh maybe maybe i've stopped being that and maybe i'm grown old or maybe it's the clothes i'm wearing or maybe it's the weight i'm putting on it just becomes a mess and it's in our own heads and like i said i'm talking about this like it's some sort of external thing but this is all normal this happens to everybody me included you know this this is a completely normal thing but it's about being aware of this all these obstacles are things to be aware of moving forward so we get stuck in this constant cycle of needing approval and fearing this disapproval because one of our I read somewhere that one of our primal fears is social rejection and it was put down as a theory back in things like caveman days where we had to survive a social rejection means surviving on our own where we have less chance of survival so it's become that uh, become become that theory but regardless of that you know it is scary being rejected by people everyone wants friends everyone wants family everyone wants to be loved so the problem is we try and seek that approval in again going back to social media we go on social media and we put our self-worth in our posts if we put a post up and it gets two likes instead of the usual 20 to 60 to 100 to however however many we think oh that post is not worth it so we get rid of it we take it down or we at least think about taking it down when it might just be the fact that the time of day you posted it people just didn't see it but of course we stick to this little thing in our head that says maybe it's this and because it has such a strong negative reaction on us we believe it well like susan jeffers said the author of how to feel the fear and do it anyway she said we are trained to believe today that negative equals realistic while positive equals unrealistic it's negative bias and all that if you want to read up on negative bias you can give it a quick google and i'm sure you'll find a lot of articles on it it's negative experiences have more of an impact on us because they are well the more devastating really we have to be we are we're very very good at scanning for danger and if there's any kind of danger and danger i don't just mean physical danger i mean social danger and our own danger in our mind anything that causes us pain 
we are way more aware of that because we are built to just escape danger, to, to run away from it. When you think about positivity, we don't feel there's any realisticness to it because it doesn't really, well, doesn't really do anything for us in the same way as avoiding danger does. But of course, there is a use for positivity and it is completely realistic. But of course, we, we are biased towards that negativity. So again, be aware of that. Um, other things as well, I think the final thing, obstacle I will mention it's just lack of trust really and again this particularly applies to relationships and relationships is a big minefield for insecurity if you're not careful um and it is it's very strong and i think every single person who's been in a relationship or in a relationship experiences some kind of insecurity because they're, they're sort of amplified because you kind of put your trust in someone else to not completely destroy your mental well-being you know you, you'll be in love with somebody and you feel they accept you for who you are so you open up and then all of a sudden they go nope sorry I don't love you anymore or they cheat on you or they get with somebody else that you view as better than you maybe they have are more beautiful or they have more possessions or more money and then of course that just goes right in your insecurity and can even create new insecurities within yourself saying what does this person have that I don't if they left me for that person then surely that means I'm not worthy. But this is what you're doing. You're putting your level of insecurity or your, sorry, your level of self-worth on someone else. And it just could be a fact that, you know, there is the, the there's the common phrase, the common lie that um, is well known when someone's breaking up with someone, they say, oh, it's not you, it's me. And it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's obviously to do with the other person. But actually sometimes it's true in, not in an excusing way, but just sometimes some, some people can just totally not see the value in somebody. So what I'm saying there is that let's say, for example, you've put all your trust in someone, you've got your heart broken, someone cheats on you. If you've put all your self-worth in that other person, what your mind can do, and it can be very strongly believed that like it's the absolute truth, is go, they moved on to someone else, so therefore that other person's better than me. Very, very easy to think. And I think at some point we've all kind of felt that. But here's the reality just could be as simple as they haven't seen the value in you and that's entirely on them. Or it might be a case of, you know, you might be absolutely fully worth, well, you are fully worthy of being loved, but it didn't work between the two of you. Sometimes values can can get in the way and you'll have different values and different beliefs and different interests to the point where you drift apart. But it does not mean, and I'm going to repeat this again because I can't stress it enough, it does not mean that you are not worthy in any way. But again, it's a very strong pull that, especially when a relationship breaks up, if it's not amicable, it can lead to you thinking that, because this has happened, I am suddenly less worthy of being loved. And I, I see this in my friends. I see this all everywhere. You know, people, they, they take a huge knock on their own self-worth when a relationship breaks down. But think about the reality. It's it's more likely, in fact, 99% more likely that things just didn't work out between the two of you. It's nothing to do with self-worth. Of course, the, the, the main exception to that is if you've been abusive in any way and they've moved on. I mean, that's a different subject. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when someone decides to cheat on you or something like that. They've just failed to see the value and they, they're just they're just skimping themselves. They're doing the act of, you know, adultery and they're, they're the ones bringing themselves down lower. So again, it's all, all about perceived reality and what the reality is. Okay, so I've discussed obstacles quite enough, I think. So what is the actual path of dealing with insecurity? Like this 
podcast episode is entitled. What's the what is this roadmap to dealing with it? Okay. Now, this is something that might take some time because it again, it's all about overriding those bad habits and building new ones. So I mentioned that just be aware when you, when you're in feeling insecure. If you're feeling insecure and down about something, stop and just. All you have to simply do, as ludicrous as it sounds, is just be aware that you're feeling insecure right now. Sometimes that's all it takes because you start to realize it not as an absolute truth and you feel down about it. It's, oh, I'm just going through this phase of feeling insecure. So once you've analyzed where that comes from, or even just what it is, you don't necessarily have to find the root, but just know what it is in itself. So the first step, and again, this is where the article that I mentioned will, um, that I'll put in the description will come in very, very handy here. Uh, it's a little cheat sheet there. Forgive that. Forgive the past. It's when, when you look at your insecurities and you realize it was brought on by a parent or it was brought on by a friend or a bully at school, you have to really realize that it, you know, think about a really happy person. There would be no reason for... Really think about this. There'd be no reason for someone who was perfectly happy to make anyone else feel bad in any way. If you look carefully at the behavior of others, I would willingly say 100%, if not 99.9% of the time, it comes from a projection of their own insecurity onto you. And this is particularly the case with bullies. And it doesn't mean school bullies. You get bullies at work. You get bullies in family. You know, they're everywhere. But you have to realize they come from a, a place of their own demons and they're just projecting that onto you. So the first thing you got to do is when you really realize this, a funny thing happens. You start to feel almost like pity, like, I'm sorry that you are so tormented with your own demons that you feel you have to project those onto me in order to feel better about yourself. So what happens is you start to rise above the emotion of just going to their level and, you know, insulting them back. And you start to realize, I'm sorry you feel that way. And that is very powerful for you because you suddenly start to realize that, you know, it didn't matter. It was just on them. And that takes a long time. That's way easier said than done. But you have to really almost meditate on that aspect. You know, everyone is imperfect. If someone bullies you for something that of an imperfection, whether it's true or not, it's not like they're perfect. You know, it's it's the famous quote from Jesus. It's, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And no one would because everyone has their own sin or insecurity or what have you, you know. And we ought to realize that holding on to that resentment doesn't do anything because most of the time that other person is completely unaware you hold resentment to them. You could hold resentment. Resentment can last for years, decades even. You know, you can resent someone for years and they would have no idea about it. So... What you got to realize from that is the only person it really hurts is you because you're the one hanging on to this. And again, going through the figures here, uh, a, a famous quote from Buddha, and there's a lot of fake quotes from Buddha out there, but this is one I've heard. It's, you will not be punished for your anger. You will be punished by your anger because holding on to it, it's like holding on to a hot coal. It's like it's flaming hot and it's burning you. And all you have to do is let go of it and it stops burning. And that's the thing. And it doesn't really do anything. You feel like I need to hold resentment to this person because they did this. It's almost like a self-justice system. But it's 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 not there. It really isn't there. And it, it just causes you suffering. And then when you actually come out of that and you look back and you realize that, you go, what what a waste of time, you know? It's It was a waste of time to do that. So forgive the past. 
Uh, the next one, again, this is also difficult to do and it does take time. You have to accept every part of yourself. And that just comes from, like I mentioned earlier, every single person has imperfection. There is no perfect people. Everyone has their insecurities. Everyone has things they don't like about themselves. And everyone has those imperfections. So it's absolutely fine to accept them, you know, because it, it's completely normal. Have a read of the article in the description because point two is about accepting yourself and it, there's a few little things you can do to try and work on that. But for me, how I see accepting myself is just just a matter that, you know, like if, if it's a body thing, I'm grateful for having a body that's not sick, that's not ill, that I can walk around in freely and, you know, that serves myself well um, and realising that this image of how you want to look Think about where it comes from. You know, has someone made you feel like that? Has a magazine made you feel like that? Has TV made you feel like that? Or social media? Well, my friend has, you know, this particular aspect or a bigger this or a smaller this. And do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's ludicrous. You have to really realize it's ludicrous to compare yourself because there is absolutely not a single person in the world who is like you. You you might find someone who has the exact same interests, the exact same mannerisms, but they will never be the same because only you only you can be you. And if you want to make a change for yourself, be it for yourself, you know, if you want to, like like I mentioned, the weight problem, if you want to lose weight and you want to be more confident, it should come from yourself. If it comes from other people, it's not a strong enough motivation to change it. Of course, there are exceptions. I've heard of cases where someone got bullied because they were fat and then that they used that to like help them motivate them to lose weight and push through but be very 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 careful with things like that because on the other side I've also heard of people who are bullied to the point of suicide and it's awful so you have to you have to use healthy motivations and I think the healthiest you can be is for yourself only and if you're if you're someone who is you know it was quite affected by things like bullying and, and insecurity, and it is quite strong. Get some help with that, you know, um, things like therapy that can really help you. Because what therapy does is that it just takes you out into the big picture and, and makes you, forces you to really test things, you know. Well, is that, it makes you say, is that actually the case, or is this how it's been constructed in my head? And it just forces you to make those new habits. So, again, just be aware. Of yourself, accept everything for who you are because, you know, who else has those traits that you have? Who else has that combination? Nobody. And then the more you really look at these positive affirmations, the more you really focus on that, the you will find things have a less effect on you. It's, it's, if you really stick to, you know, every time you have an insecurity, you switch it around into a positive. If you keep consistently doing that, and it is work, like anything, it's worked. Same as the gym. I always use the gym analogy because in the gym, people use it for two weeks and expect to change and then nothing happens and then they go back to old habits. You have to consistently be there. In the gym, you might do it for three, six months. You've stuck it out. Then you start noticing a change. And it's exactly the same with our minds. We have to really be consistent and stick it out to get that change. Now, on top of that, it's practicing and embracing a non-comparative perspective. So, when you first start out, you you might be insecure that you're not doing enough with your life. Like you might have had what you might have had a a life where you've went through the education system. You know, you went to school, university, graduated, um, got into a job, and you've stayed there for years. And you see your friends traveling everywhere, and all of a sudden you feel oh insecurity. So again, as I mentioned always, self awareness. Be aware of that. 
you that might be a good factor for you to change. Not all insecurity is bad. It might be, but on most levels, it's not because sometimes you might not be able to do anything about it. But you have to embrace non-comparison. Just because someone has traveled 30 countries in 10 years doesn't mean that you have to. And sometimes you'll look at some uh, a comparison you've made to someone else and you realize that's something you don't want anyway. You might not be even interested in travel. You might not be interested in fitness. You might not be interested in getting the, the latest Porsche whatever. It's just... You, you, you see someone else having it and you think, oh, you know, they've put it on, they've got lots of likes and comments. So if I do the same thing, surely that will be... No, it's it's completely different. As soon as you stop comparing yourself to other people, that that's when that changes. And that is, that is a proof to yourself when you change it. When you start seeing people on Facebook and you start genuinely celebrating their success and thinking, wow, you're taking a good path. It's hard to get to if you are used to comparing yourself. But again, it's just habit. Once you get to that point where you are being happy for other people, gen- like genuinely, and you comment, oh, wow, you're doing amazing things, that's when you've kind of realized that their path is different to yours. And we should celebrate each and every individual's path, you know, it, just because, and again, this is where a lot of the trolls come from, you know, they they tend to just be sat behind a computer and when someone makes a success, they just kind of you know, pee on their bonfire, so to speak. They just decide to go, oh, well, it's not that great, or no, you didn't do this and that and the other. Where does that come from? Insecurity. It's all, and it, and even if it's not as obvious, it all, sometimes you get those quote-unquote downers, and if you describe yourself as a downer, I'm not talking about just people who, you know, have a pessimistic view. I'm talking about people who like to just, you know, crap on everybody's success. And where does that come from? Really look carefully at that. Like, why would a happy person do that and make other people feel unhappy? It's insecurity. You know, you get a kick out of just saying, having a superiority, superiority sorry, over other people, you know, and that's why, you know, you get a lot of people in authority who are just not the best people to be around. Sometimes they just like to have that little bit of power. And, you know, there's all sorts of phrases in human history, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's it's all part of making the ego and feeling superior and things like that. And again, that might sound like a completely different topic, but it's all related to an insecurity, you know. And I can imagine those of you listening to this, the amount of people you know, and you can see, you see this everywhere. It's, on the, it's all on the street, in the offices, in schools. You always have people who are insecure and they make people feel, other people feel worse because that makes them feel better about their own insecurities. But that's not the way to deal with them because they just don't go away. You're just hiding, you're masking them, you're polishing a turd, as the <laughs> phrase goes. So again, be careful of that. Embrace a non-comparison approach and wish everybody well because their achievements are different than your achievements. Not better, not worse, just different. And that's all there is to it. Finally, I would say develop a trust in yourself. And again, all these things I mentioned take time to really practice. So how do you practice trusting in yourself? You know, for for example, I had and probably still do, I'm still working on it, a, a thing where I just don't trust myself sometimes. Like I, I, I guess like my mind focuses on different mistakes I've made in the past. And in my head, I've seen them as like no one else would make that big of a mistake except me. So it's almost like I've done it to myself. Um, but it's about, you know, 
really knowing that nobody and what helps me with that is nobody is perfect i seem to have this impression that everyone does like everyone was doing stuff that was better than mine but as soon as i started to put these things into practice so again these things that these um this roadmap is something I've practiced myself. And this is why when I saw this article online and I thought, actually, this is exactly what I've been doing and I wanted to make an episode about it. That's how you start to overcome it. And it takes time. You you have to really work on it. So, you know, you just have to, tr- you, you have to trust in yourself that everything will be okay. There's about a million trillion things that could go wrong with anything. And there's also a million trillion things that can go right at the same time. But you it's very easy to solely focus on everything that could go wrong and every mistake you should make. But confidence and trusting yourself doesn't come out of trusting yourself to never make a mistake. It's knowing that whatever comes your way, you will just handle it. You know, if you make a mistake, you will just handle it. You have, and again, the, the rock here is knowing that you can only do your, and you, you hear this a lot in school, but bear with me. You can only do the best you can at that particular time. There's a reason why that phrase is so widespread. It's because it's true. What else can you do? You can't be perfect. You're a human being. We're, we're flawed by nature when it comes to, well, on the perspective of trying to be perfect, we are we are flawed in nature, but that's just the way we are. So it's just developing that big picture sense and just know that things will unfold and you will be well because the amount of th- think about your past, the amount of things you've you can probably imagine situations where you had no idea how on earth you were going to get through them or, or like interviews or times in your life where you think, uh, where you're nervous about something, you think, I do not know how on earth I'm going to get through this. And it's almost like you've almost forgotten about them in the present moment. Because why? Because you've just dealt with it. And we have this, you know, we human beings are very adaptable. We have this amazing ability to adapt. There's stories of all sorts. You know, I've heard people who've lost their partner to cancer shortly after marrying them. I've heard people who've had relatives or been severely injured in a car crash. And, you know, these some of these unspeakable sounding things that just you can't imagine happening. But they take it a day at a time and they get through it. And this, like I said, you say you don't get over it. You just move along with it, if you like. So you, you get through it. And, you know, there's, there's the, the, if you, if you go through life fearing absolutely everything and not trusting anything that comes your way, you might as well, like you would never, you would never leave your house. And that's actually what brought me around once. I in the worst time I had, I had no trust in myself. I was terrified of absolutely everything. I'd just gotten to that point where I just let negative self-talk and anxious self-talk take over. I just fed it so much. I was feeding in three course meals a day, so to speak. And I remember sitting in a coffee shop and a a friend of mine just said, uh, I think we were talking about like something happening, all the, all the like worrying things happening in the world. And she said, no, I'll never forget it. She was like, well, if we really get these, if we let these, all these fears get to us, we'd never leave our homes, would we? That was such a eureka moment for me, and I honestly think that's what started my path of self-help as well, because I realised how ludicrous it is to worry about everything, because there are so many things that are inevitable, like death, for example, and it's not a subject that people like to talk about, but I think it's a... When you really get used to thinking about death, like your own death, and again, I'm very, very lucky that I haven't been through a lot of grief yet in my life, but it's going to happen. Um, And grief is like a, a very personal thing but when you really think about it, it about it it's it's ludicrous to be afraid of death because it's the only thing that's inevitable they say the only there's only two things that are inescapable death and taxes or something like that and this is what i mean and like that's the worst that could happen is that 
you die, which is inevitable anyway. So all fears, really, they say there's nothing to fear but fear itself. It, it's ludicrous. And I think, like I mentioned, and to, it starts with a self-awareness. It starts with a why. Why on earth am I doing this? Why do I do this to myself? And then it comes from recognizing those obstacles that stop you overcoming it. You know, it's um, not accepting yourself, not having any kind of self-approval and constantly seeking approval from other people. And what? Other people who are also flawed, who won't really give you what you want. And even if someone says something about you, it could be from a place that doesn't even doesn't even know you. You know, you, you've we've all met people who hardly know us and make some judgment, and they have no idea. But of course, if we have that habit of grabbing anything negative someone says and taking it to heart, then you know it's 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 a recipe for disaster. So by embracing all of these you know, this roadmap to overcoming our insecurities. Um, and, you know, you could say some of these are a bit generalized, but actually it's 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 your own. Like, these are just pointers for you to fill in yourself. You know, it, if it's something, you know, if, if you've had some, if you had like, I don't know, let's say you had a mother or father or a sibling or someone in school constantly criticizing a physical aspect of yourself, for example, and then you've grown up still latching onto that physical aspect and you do everything you can to try and escape from it. And then you you take those steps. You go, okay, so this is my past. They're flawed, they're flawed people. They, they feel like they needed to project that onto me for some reason. No matter how confident they seem, you'll be surprised how many people are completely ruled by their insecurities. Um, and then you realize you've got to accept, accept all of yourself because... Only you will love you in the way that, you know, only you know yourself fully, really. And if you don't love yourself, they, they say if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? It's because it's only through that completely accepting self-love that you can really start to see and accept someone fully for who they are. Um, and that's, that's that's my belief anyway. And it's, again, it, it's changing those habits. You If you, you if soon as you become aware, and this is why meditation is so important as well. If you ever want to try it, I would highly recommend it. Because all it does is that it increases your awareness or lengthens your level of awareness and the duration of your awareness throughout the day. And you start to notice things like, oh, I do say really negative things to me a lot. I mean, you could do a technique where every time you say something bad about yourself, you write a check. Like you, you do like a checklist or you, you just put a mark down on a piece of paper on your phone or something and you tally it up at the end and you see how many negative things you say about yourself it's no wonder you're feeling like that so you take that you amplify the positive and you like I said every negative thing you say you say two positive ones you develop trust in the moment if you make a mistake or you can it's intentions are everything I believe and that's how I get through it as well knowing the intentions you know I intend to make the best out of this situation if it doesn't work out what else can I do and, you know, if I have to, if there's something I've done wrong, if I've wronged people, of course, you make your apology, sincere apologies, and then uh, you move on. You know, it's it's all part of, it's this rich tapestry of life, I guess, uh, if you like to put it. And it is just about, re like, just being aware of those habits and changing them for the better. Okay, well, that is everything for today. Um, again, um, a lot of what I've mentioned today is from my own experience and also from, from the really good article from Zen Habits. Again, you will find that below in the description, so click on that. If you're listening to this on Spotify and it's not in the description for some reason, um, if you go on the Facebook page of this podcast, you will see it listed there. It's also on Podbean as well in the description. But again, this is a roadmap that I... Roadmap, it was 
pretty much on the same was parallel to my own and it is just about building those habits and it is just about finding things out figuring things out in your own way and learning to really trust and forgive yourself and other people in your own way and just 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 be a little easier on yourself you know you might you might have gone through a lot of things already and yeah it's it's we can get these self expectations and it can it can override us it's just taking yourself out of your own mental image and seeing the bigger picture okay thank you very much for listening if you haven't done so already you can subscribe to the self-help place by going on the website theselfhelpplace.com there should be a pop-up window and a top bar that says subscribe and if you subscribe you will be able to get these podcasts straight to your inbox let's see if i can make it through the podcast saying everything right because I'm, I'm messing up my words right at the end here and um, subscribe and i'll send this new information to your uh, inbox and remember just look after yourself and just know that insecurities are completely normal and you can over you can reduce them and even overcome them to the point where you can just live to your full potential. All right, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Thank you for tuning in. Please visit the website theselfhelpplace.com for more information.